Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. About 300 homeless people recorded living in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania in January of 2017. In Philadelphia, it's more than triple that amount. But there's a difference between those who are homeless and those who wish not to have a home. Either way, they're people and they're loved by somebody. Michael Ewer was a gentle, free spirit. He did have some mental health issues, but Michael liked to live independently, and he really loved to ride trains. He was close to his family, who he wanted to be near, but he liked living outside. As his sister told a reporter once, Michael loved to sleep under the stars. Suspicious deaths, murders, the missing. Every victim has a story, even if every story doesn't have an ending. From Gone Cold, Philadelphia Unsolved Murders, this is What Happened To... On the morning of October 20th, 2005... It was, a, it was a fall morning, it was a crisp morning. Mike Trail was working as a land sale police officer in Montgomery County. He's now chief of police. I had been in that area around the park a couple times during the day because that was my assigned patrol zone for the day and I handled some calls actually just off the park that morning with a homeless individual who was in need of some help. So worked through that. As Halloween was approaching, a man who was working with the township was cutting the grass around Memorial Park. It's located right off of Main Street near Pensdale Middle School. It's 10 acres, has a cement memorial dedicated to veterans, tennis courts, and a baseball field, with a hunter green sign behind home plate reading, Home of the Lansdale Tigers. He had driven past the dugout several times as he mowed the grass and and, and noticed something in there. Since it was Halloween, people were already putting up decorations. And kids sometimes hung in the park. And so he thought maybe it could be a prank. 
So at first he didn't think anything of it, but he cruised by again. He realized there was something more nefarious. And called 911. That's when Trail and his partner headed to Memorial Park. We we got there, Sergeant Bubbis and I. He was um, the gentleman made a report was with his lawnmower, kind of several hundred yards away from the dugout. Um, and then we made our approach to try and determine what what actually was going on in there. It was a body. As soon as we got to the edge of the dugout and we were able to look in, we definitely could tell that it was a deceased subject. Um, there was there was indications of, of blood and whatnot, and you could tell it was somebody in a sleeping bag. Obviously, as we got closer and closer, you know, the, the gravity of what we were dealing with kind of hit us. Now, I wasn't able to identify anybody from what we saw instantly at that moment, so it took some time. Lansdale Police patrols the township, but when it comes to major crimes, Montgomery County detectives are called in, and they work closely with each of the local police departments. It would be the county prosecutor who handles the case. It was pretty clear right then we were dealing with uh, with a suspicious death just based on what we saw, you know, in that cursory investigation. So we pulled out, we secured the scene, and then we read for, uh, you know, detectives to, to start their process. Lansdale has about 16,000 people. It's a working class town. At that time, Lansdale was kind of a little gritty uh, railroad town. We, we still have those roots from the rail center and, and industry. We, we actually were kind of in a, a lull within our economic development. The town had some businesses that had gone out, the tile plant. Tyco Manufacturing, which was based here, had recently closed. So uh, at that time, it was kind of on its, on its downward slope, so to speak. A lot of bars, a lot of people coming and going. We have a large regional transportation center uh, in the Lansdale Transportation Center. We had three train stations at the time in town. So definitely a lot of people come and go. I actually grew up in the county and remember driving through the town's main street lined with delis, thrift stores, and coffee shops. Today, we're enjoying a, a relative lull in criminal activity in town. You know, back in 2005, um, you know, when you say high crime, it's it's all relative, right? So, you know, spending some time in Baltimore where there was a murder every other day, then a murder every two years in Lansdale, no, not high crime. But there was always concerns. There was always an element uh, regarding drugs in town and, and some of the bars and whatnot. But we've kind of come past that. But at that time, it was, it was still a little tough little town. The town was a mini transportation hub in the county. The end was SEPTA's old R5, the Lansdale-Doylestown line. It's also right off of 309, a major road connecting Montgomery County to Philadelphia. It wasn't uncommon to have people sleeping outside in our parks. Um, and we understood that as part of what was going on in the community at the time. But um, I wouldn't say we had a homeless problem, just we had people who were out there in our parks. Investigators know the dead man was likely killed sometime overnight between Wednesday the 19th and Thursday the 20th. They won't give too many details about the evidence found, but we know the body was in a sleeping bag. It's a dugout. It's a kind of a little bit in the ground a little bit, um, so you have to walk down some steps. It's all concrete. There's a long, solid aluminum bench in there. Maybe 
kind of like six feet wide and maybe about 10 feet long. So it's a very narrow area. With respect to blood, I've seen a lot of crime scenes. Um, this was, there was, there was a lot of blood, but the way it was contained in this certain area, there wasn't a lot of like splatter that you would suggest that there was a high velocity impact or something like that. This is, um, this seemed a little bit more focused. Um, but yeah, it was terrific. It was a lot of blood. It was, it was one of those things that was to stick with you. Yeah. Jim McGowan is with the Montgomery County Detectives, and he arrived that afternoon. He's now lead investigator on the case. Yeah, when uh, we had gone up and exer- examined the uh, the scene, you could see that it appeared to be a blitz attack. It occurred very quickly, and. Uh, it occurred that everything had uh, occurred at the location where the body was at. It was not as if we had, you know, anyone trying to defend themselves or uh, any type of uh, evidence to indicate that this was the person was chased or uh, pursued by anyone or even had the opportunity to defend themselves. It was all very concentrated and very quick. They realized pretty quickly it was a homicide. The local paper, the Montgomery News, had a photograph in one of their articles about the killing. You can see investigators pulling up an orangish red sleeping bag with splotches on it, but you can't tell if it's blood or if it was the way that it was designed. Nothing outside the door, just like a person sleeping in the dugout, as would have been seen on numerous times before we had people down there. Um, So there wasn't anything out of the ordinary related to that. It was was just the what I would call the violence of the attack. There were severe injuries, blunt force trauma to the head. Officers collected some of the items around the body. We had gathered uh, evidence. We had examined and documented uh, footprints and, and also had uh, you know, tested several areas for uh, DNA and other uh, forensic evidence. Including a footprint and they did a blood spatter analysis. Eventually, officials identified the victim as 49-year-old Michael Ewer. Yeah, actually, I remember him being described, you know, kind of as a free spirit. Um, He enjoyed being outdoors, living outdoors on occasion. You know, his family had said he was a kind man, but, you know, I guess he had some, some issues where enjoyed being outside, transient, uh, moving around, uh, and also enjoyed taking public transportation. He was very close with his sister, who has since died. According to that Montgomery News article, Michael was his sister's pride and joy, the family said. The article notes he served in the Army, but eventually had a nervous breakdown after his mother died. But his siblings were always around. Michael had places to live throughout his life, and he was actually okay with money. But they say he just wanted to live outside under the stars. He had a history of sleeping in the park and being around that park. We we dealt with him on numerous occasions in the, pre- in the years leading up to this at the park. So he, he was very familiar with the park. I think he felt very comfortable and almost to a degree safe there. But we we'd interacted with him numerous occasions about a half dozen, perhaps, prior to this incident, 
where he'd been sleeping out in public and, and in the park, sleeping in the park and other other issues uh, there, too. But Michael was never a problem. His family told the local paper that he would never hurt a fly. He was nearly afraid of people. He just kept to himself. You know, I believe, in my opinion, this was a very targeted attack. Okay, I don't believe this was a random individual who had no knowledge of Mr. Ewer and just stumbled upon him. Um, I feel that this attacker knew his target and uh, he he targeted Mr. Ewer. And I, I honestly believe that. Investigators spent months interviewing hundreds of witnesses. We have had numerous leads uh, and witnesses come forward from back in 2005. We had identified that Michael Ewer actually had traveled out of state in the days prior to this using public transportation. He was up in the Boston, Massachusetts area and that he had returned back to the Lansdale area in the days just prior to his, his murder. They even traveled down south, tracking down tips. Due to the transient nature of some of the people that came forward, they often traveled to other areas of the United States. And back then, one of the things that we had looked at was uh, Hurricane Katrina had impacted the United States back in August of 2005. We saw many of the people were going down to the area of New Orleans, Louisiana, and along the Gulf Coast for odd jobs to be done. We have actually traveled as far down as uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, and also down into the Slidell, Louisiana area around Lake Pontchartrain in following up on some of the leads on this case. We have identified individuals who were previously with Michael Ewer, who were either friends or loose associates. But still, they have no one in custody. It was very intense and very brutal, almost you could describe this as very interpersonal with the level of violence that was inflicted upon him. I implore the public, someone out there, and, and I'm sadly to say I believe someone in Lansdale or has ties with Lansdale or knows Lansdale is, is the person at foot here. And we need to, to work together as a community to try and get the information. Any lead, how inconsequential you think it could be, any piece of information, we are willing to take it, run it down and do what has to be done to bring justice for Michael York. The reality is somebody knows something in the public. There's someone out there who knows what happened to Michael Ewer that day. And, you know, it's our job to continue to, to, to fight for him uh, and, and to find out that information. Every year, investigators resurrect this case. It always sits on their desk. There's a $5,000 reward for information leading to an arrest. I believe it's very important to solve this case so that the community and, more importantly, Michael Ewer's family gets some closure here. When we have a homicide victim, we certainly don't select their background. We always seek to get justice for them and their family. We're usually the voice that speaks for the victims in these cases. And I just think Michael Ewer needs a voice and we want to resolve all this.
Do you know anything about what happened to Michael Ewer? If you do, there's a $5,000 reward for information. You can call Montgomery County Detectives at 610-278-3368 or Lansdale Police at 215-368-1801. Thanks for listening to What Happened To. I'm Kristen Johansson. If you like this podcast, help us keep making it. Leave a rating and review in the show on Apple Podcasts. We'll have another episode coming out in a few weeks. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.